Hey everyone, you're about to listen to episode 18 of Inside Kevin C. We finally made it. We are barely legal. <laughs> and um, sorry it took so long uh, for me to get this out. Uh, this episode, I had actually had some second thoughts about releasing because um, we had a couple breaks in between, between um, me needing to go get my uh, drink at Foreman Function and uh, also the audio just cutting out for a little bit. So we lost a little bit of uh, the conversation, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I hope you'll bear with me as I think it's pretty interesting talking to uh, my friend Wyatt King. He's a pretty animated guy. And uh, in this episode, we ended up talking a lot about business, about Instagram, uh, about drugs and alcohol, and uh, a lot of different stuff. So it's really awesome conversation, and uh, I know you'll enjoy it. So uh, I'll let you go, and uh, have a great day. (laughs) But that's funny. I also had a social media class or whatever, or I guess not also, because you were just interviewing people, but I had a class for like two hours just on Instagram and like all the stuff you can do with it. It's so boring. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, honestly. I don't know, man. Uh, I've seen pretty. I mean, when you were mentioning, a lot of it seems common sense, work. you know. Like, I, here's what it means to me: like, social media, you either have to be so religious about it that it's your whole life, or you have to pay someone handsomely to set you up and schedule out all your posts and and then you pay for ad space so you you have to be in a position to pay for that ad space or the work that you're doing as a social media marketer isn't going to go anywhere because there's so much noise out there the only stuff that's popping is stuff that's paid for so you could be like oh I made such a great post and I hope you know I hope it blows up I hope it goes viral I made this really funny video I hope it goes viral you better be able to put some dollars behind it especially if it's a business page yeah no chance it's going you know somebody's TikTok could go viral with the right hashtag and, you know post it at the right time there, I didn't even know there were hashtags on TikTok yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's the same like algorithm that makes well, not the same one I'm sure but it's the same concept like yeah you know make these things trending and then this is that'll show you the videos that pop with that hashtag or whatever yeah, that's a, but I've done a many, fairly uh, pessimistic view of it. Many a social media seminar. And it's like... Have you, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's like guys like you and me, you know, a handful. Maybe 5% of the class is like under 30, right. under 40. And then everybody else is like, this is a Facebook profile image. Like, Oh, so, yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the free assistance out there is for super beginners where you and I grew up with it pretty much I, me after you know I would say like in high school MySpace was kind of my like, it was that was what was I was never on MySpace yeah. Said, yeah so MySpace was the first one it was like AOL Messenger first yeah and you could like the first like personalization that you had to ask yourself or, or like what's your email address gonna be and you're like oh I don't know <laughs> like what's gonna sound really cool and like it's got to have it, you know. It's got to have a sixty-nine in there somewhere, yeah. uh, you know, or like some maybe a four twenty, yeah. maybe some X's. Uh-huh. Lots of X's, <laughs> different, you know, different uh, cases for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yikes. Uh, but the AOL was like the first, your username was like, oh, what am I going to call myself online? Yeah. And then your MySpace was, MySpace was dope because it was fully customizable. You could, you know, you change your right. background, you could have a song, whatever song play that you wanted. You could, kind of taught you like beginner code, which I, you know, I don't apply That's today. That's a, but. yeah, I feel like contemporary social media hasn't really implemented the music aspect very much. No, I think people got sick of it. Really? Yeah, because I don't want to, I might want to go to your profile to find out where you went to school, but I don't necessarily need to hear, uh, auto plays, nine inch nails, whatever, (laughs) you know, I don't know your stuff, your your iPod. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nine inch nails or like, you know, puddle of mud or. Maybe it's like... Uh, that stuff predates me, honestly. Maybe it's some Chopin. I don't know. You know. I don't even know what that is. Like some super classical, like just very nice, pleasant okay. music. Right. But I think, think... I think, think was, highly of me in that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I just... You know, your, your musical taste could be expensive. Which I like to think. Did you hear it? But give me your, give me the regimen before you went caffeine free, because no regimen. From what I remember, it was just an ungodly amount. Oh, that amount. regimen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so how do you know this? You're about normal. Me? Well, I think we just uh, touched on it at I dinner think. that one night. Okay. Yeah. What's the name? Uh, the place has been so many different things. Jalapenos. It was jalapenos. Okay. Yeah. It still is, I think. Yeah. There, I don't know, but. I think so. I think it was pretty recently changed to jalapenos. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's been like, that building's been so many different things. Yes, they can't figure it out. Well, it's not the same owners though, right? No, different owner. Uh, And jalapenos, she has like, one in Nampa. Four of them now. Three or four. Maybe it's just three. Um, But that's what that place needed to be cheap, fast food. Not fast food. The building's so nice though. Mexican food is fairly quick to pump out of the kitchen, right? So, they were trying to make it this, like, you know, elevated pub grow. And it's right yeah. in the middle of college campus. Like, Gant and Taylor and I went there. I'm not paying. For that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, it was the, it was the, uh, like the tilted titty guilt. bar or whatever. Yeah. Um, what are those? Oh, the restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. It was, like, tilted kill, right? So, they try to get you on. We have 50 craft beers and... Um, you know, $15 burgers with Gouda and fucking gold shavings. Who gives a shit, right? Yeah. Not college kids. They're, that's why there's a pie hole. That's yeah. why the food truck at the Suds Tavern is slammed <laughs> and your full restaurant is empty. Like, you don't know your clientele. You yeah. Know? That's true. They were like, oh, Pub Grub is hot right now in America, but don't put... So you think that place could have survived put in, that like, in a bar crossing? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the tavern's right there. Yeah. It's, I mean, you got some competition. It's there, less but... than the tavern. Yeah, but there's nothing else out there, yeah. so they could, they could survive another restaurant. But down there, it was like, if, if, a, if you give a college kid, you know, 20 bucks... And you go pick a spot. You got Taco Bell, dude. You got Taco Bell, Wendy's, Pie Hole, and then 
you know, whatever. It was Basically everything else on the street. Literally <laughs> anything else. Uh, what's that pizza place down the street? It's not Little Caesars. There's like four. Um, Little Caesars is there. It's Idaho Pizza Company. Idaho Pizza Company is there. It, pizza Pie Cafe is down in the sh- old Shopco. Dude, we used to go there. Boise High had open lunch. They had like yeah. off-campus lunch. Oh yeah, dude. We there was a lunch special. It was like two fifty for two slices and a drink. When at it, uh, at that pizza Idaho place. Pizza Kitchen. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember which or one. Or Idaho Pizza Company. Yeah, it's not the one with the, the like the salad bar buffet, but the other local pizza chain. Flying Pie? No. What? Yeah. Uh, shit, my, it might not even be there anymore, actually. Nope. When I was at Boise High, they used to have this church just had bought burritos, and it's like super like two dollars a slice. And they it was fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wet. <laughs> in the basement, right? Uh, no, in. I don't know what church it was, but it was it's kind of elevated. You walked up. Oh, we used, they used to have. I think it wasn't St. Joe's, but it was free lunch. Oh, it was free. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you had to do was go, and you. I mean, you pray. <laughs> we don't cost just one prayer. <laughs> yeah, they they just want the community like, and it was right next to school, so it was like, you know where the um, the old gym is. Yeah. If you walk. Towards 8th Street, towards State Street, it's behind the school. So is it Capital City Christian? It's like CCCCC. It might be. Yeah. I think I only There's went like a couple times. There. there was, you know, you like the Surrounded cool the cool places. kids would find out about these like little like free. Yeah. You know, everybody would go to the Y for like muffins and whatever at break, and oh, then dang. people started to go to DK Donuts. We'd go there all the time, which. Total drug front. Really? Oh, yeah. I've literally never heard that. They, uh, and the only reason, I mean, I'm just assuming, but I have a pretty good idea. My classmate's dad is it. Yeah. Is he Asian? Yeah. Yeah. They're rolling in black tar heroin, I'm pretty (laughs) sure. That guy's got the biggest coke nail. Uh... That, that means you grow your yeah. pinky out real long. Did you see that? Uh, there's like a shot in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or whatever the old one is, uh, where like Uncle, what's his grandpa? Grandpa Joe, grandpa I think Joe is one of them. has his arms like, or his hands on Charlie's shoulders, and both of his pinky nails <laughs> are uh, just super long. Super long. <laughs> hey, bro, this is the '80s, wasn't wow. it? No, it was probably earlier than that. I have no idea. I can't. Is that the Gene Wilder one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Probably yeah. Adamson. Yeah. Based on his hair. Good for him. Good fucking Grandpa Joe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but every, so every time I would go into DK Donuts, that guy would take my order and I'm like, can you use your other hand? Like, <laughs> don't really? grab the donut with Dang. that hand, dude. You might scrape my donut with your pinky. You were aware of so much more than <laughs> I was in high school. Also, a really crazy thing happened one time when I went there. Like late at night, because they used to be open. I think yeah. they're still open late, right? I think so. I walked in there. Lights are on. Nobody else is in there. It was me and a friend. We walk in to get a donut. No one is in there. Really? Yeah. So I mean, I- he might have been in the bathroom or something, but doors wide open, cases open, registers right there. 
we've been staying here for a while. Like, I don't want to. Maybe it's coming back. <laughs> Is there Did a they forget you can to lock ring? up? <laughs> like, I don't Dang. know. All the lights too. I don't know. Yeah. So we grabbed, grabbed a half dozen bear claws and got the. Fuck. <laughs> no, we just left, full of shame and not donuts. My memory of that place is just, for some reason, like the collective click. My man decides DKs where we're going for lunch. Yeah. And so you just buy like a dozen or two dozen donuts based on who's who's getting in on this, and then you eat four disgusting donuts at lunch, and that's it. And then you try to make it through the rest of the day without. Yeah, you know what's funny? It's that's what the, that's what lunch used to be like. Sophomore, junior year, you're like, we're finding the best deals. Where are we? You know, yeah. we're finally out on our own a little bit. Like yeah. it's your first taste of freedom. <laughs> you're like I got 45 minutes to do whatever the hell I want. And then senior year, it was like, you start noticing people like go to lunch, but they don't really go to lunch. They just get in their car, and it's like gets all smoky. Or like some people would go just get drunk. I had buddies that would just go pound beers at lunch and come back and finish the day. And I'm like, how how do you keep your shit together when you're, I mean, drunk plastered? Like, in the hallway, I'm like, you... I mean, these are just alcoholics at that point. Yeah, The people I know who can, like, deal with it with, like, five drinks in them... <laughs> They've been doing it for a while. I can, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and my, I think people, younger people, right? Like when you first start drinking, 17, 18, it's it's a like a badge of honor. How many beers can you drink and keep right. your shit together? So you have this skewed uh, view of yourself and how you handle alcohol. You're like, oh, I wasn't that drunk. We had a good time because you think your your assessment of that drunk was naked fall down in the street puke all night like if that didn't happen you were pretty good right well now at 30 I'm like when you have five beers and you start yelling at each other you're drunk like you're already that's that's yeah. it you've, you're you've overused at that point right <laughs> you can have I was drunk overused yeah yes yeah I mean it's a drug you shouldn't be I mean, the... That's kind of the point, though, right? Well... Maybe not. The, the point is for it to be a, a social lubricant, uh, but in, in small... Do- I mean, the the suggested serving amount for a, a male uh, once a day is two beers. So if you drink more than two beers in a day, you overdid it. Just based on body chemistry, I don't know, I mean, whatever, if you're six, eight, three hundred 300 pounds... We're talking about normal humans, not NFL superstars, right? So, and for a woman, it's one drink. So, just based on size and whatever, we're not talking about, you know, who's right and who's wrong and who can handle their shit more or who's, you know, uh, more susceptible to the effects or who's not. If you're, I think it's something like, you. it's the reverse thinking, like, Oh, this guy's really fat. He can handle a lot of beers. But I think your fat is what the alcohol like oh, really? reacts with. So you get, I think you get, you know, bigger guys get drunker. But like, if you're super shredded, I think you can handle a lot of booze because you're, you don't have a, a lot of fat to let those alcohol molecules soak in. 
I'm super bastardizing it, but I, yeah. I think I heard that song. Okay. Yeah. You think you heard it somewhere. I think I heard it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I know I heard that somewhere, but I think I heard it in that order. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I mean, I, from a lifestyle standpoint, right, like, if you're drinking a lot every day, like, there's a problem. Yeah. But as far as what the purpose of alcohol is, who has the authority <laughs> to define that? I get, yeah, I mean, you're free to use it how you please, I guess, right? But if if you're using it to to numb yourself or to remove yourself, and you're making that the habit, you're not, you know, that's how you're dealing with it. You're not dealing with it. You're 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 that's pushing. You're suppressing not good it. For you. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So when you do that with whatever, you know, you can do it with coffee. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to think about my problems right now. Let's go get a coffee. You know, we'll talk about something else. Oh, okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. In it's, that sense, you could do it with anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny. I had a friend tell me once. He's like, "No, nah, I don't drink that much. I only drink when I'm like sad and alone, and I'll drink wine." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "I think that's an that's issue, dude." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know. Who's to say that you would be sad and alone if you like hit somebody up and you're like, "Hey, let's go, let's go see this movie, or let's go get a, a beer together." So at least I'm not alone, and then maybe I won't be sad. And then my reason for drinking is, "Oh, we had a good time. We shared a couple of laps. That's a better reason to drink than like that puts me in a better mood drinking than sitting at home watching Netflix crying on my couch." Like, so you're citing that as another problem. Yeah. 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 Because people aren't facing their themselves. For sure. For sure. And like I said, you can do it with anything, but I think it's all a mindset. Uh, you know, even with drugs, if you use if you used a drug one time and it you know it made you forget about that problem, you're gonna go back to that drug. And if. So that guy's crying alone on his couch because maybe he broke up with his girlfriend and he's like, I'm really sad. This takes my pain away. Well, now he associates the... He, he took the bad pleasure. feeling away yeah. with the booze and now he's like, oh, now I have a solution. Every time I'm sad, boom, bottle. Subconsciously. Yes. A lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, not even... You might not even think... Go to the cupboard and you're like, oh, all of a sudden I have this... Glass, you know, wine glass in my hand. Yeah, that's pretty socially acceptable to do that too. Uh, like, with alcohol, yeah, like with breakups and everything. Yeah, or anything. You're pissed. Let's go have a beer about it. Uh, you happy? Let's uh, let's celebrate. I mean, in beer. a certain sense, like having a beer about it. In that context, that makes me think like, oh, that's a social way to talk about it. But yeah, if you're doing that every time. And you're not actually dealing with it. Well, and I think it can be done responsibly. You can celebrate it with a couple of beers and, and ha have a nice conversation and, and drive home and be fine. Yeah. But you can also, you know, only do, I mean, you've got to associate other things with your happiness. And I think uh, it's, it's such, a, such an accepted practice with alcohol specifically. Uh, yeah. It's, it's everywhere all the time. You're weird if you don't drink. 
like I'll go through. I I have beers often, but when I so don't, yeah, when you don't, uh, people are like, "Are you like? You're like I'm not drinking right now. Something or? Oh, you must have a problem because you're not. You you can't handle your booze. Like, no, it's just not good for you. You goofballs, you're drinking really too much. Even, I guess, just not good for you in any way. Really, <laughs> I mean, it's acceptable to have, obviously, but I think that I mean, it's scientific purpose and what it does to your body after one drink. That I mean, there's a reason that alcohol is used as medicine. Yeah. So it's it has an effect on you, and if you would just stop after one, you'd be like, oh, I'm actually I actually am more relaxed. I don't need another one. I just think I do because my glass is empty, and that's what we're supposed to do. But if you started drinking water, you'd be just as, you know, just as loose. But you're in that you're in the pocket of you're not going overboard. You know, you're, you're not getting outside of yourself. And you, I mean, yeah, sure, that's fun. Like that's how we explore. Like how crazy it is. You know, that's how you know you're like, oh, I can't do that all the time. So, and I think everybody has to push your boundaries a little bit yeah. to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. you can do. I mean, I think it's that's like what kids choose first to be destructive on, which is a killer. That's how 16 year olds die in drunk driving accidents. Why don't you go overboard on pot and go, oh, I got so high. I fell asleep for hours. Oh, shoot, that's so terrible. But if you don't like that, if you're like, oh, I don't like that feeling, it makes me super zombied out and gross and, like, not with it. Well, now you've learned at 16, don't overdo it on pot. You don't become a pothead for the next eight years, and you're, like, you know, using that as a super big crutch, too. So, some people do, though. That's the thing. What? Yeah, of course. It's, uh, you know, you can have the same argument. Well, I just smoke one or two bowls a day. I'll just have one or two beers a day. They do the same thing, but when you escalate that number, you have five beers or five bowls, you're in a very different mental state and physical, you know, ability. So you shouldn't be driving on either, but you're probably not even gonna get in the car if you're stoned, you're probably like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. Uber Eats some food to me because I'm so not in the mood to get off this That'd couch. That'd be a good case scenario, but yeah, I don't think that's. I mean, I. But if you have five beers, you're like, we're getting in the fucking car, we're going to Beto's, let's go, you know? <laughs> yeah, or at least that's uh, how all my buddies were when they had five beers, especially yeah. when you're younger, dude. If you're 21 and you have five beers and you're. 40 and you See, have I waited till I was 21 to drink any alcohol. How, uh, well, how was that perceived by your friends in high school that were already drinking? Um, were you... I didn't hang out with them because I was super addicted to playing video games. And you went to Boise High. Yeah. So it's a, like, it's a party yeah, school, very chill, lots of hippie Even, parents. Like, my clique was pretty intelligent. Like, they all were like really high achievers, like, I was, really I was on the very bottom end of like the, I associated with the AP kids, like I got into those classes, 
but I was not on their level. Yeah. I was very much a hanger-on in that, like, upper crust. All those kids went to, you know, Brown, Penn. Exactly. Like, really I feel the same heavy way. schools. Like, I think a lot of me feeling that way just had to do with being insecure and lacking confidence for the most part. But, yeah, even those kids, super experimental, I guess. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, and um, I think intelligence lends itself to that apparently i've heard that it, you're i mean you're bored in school right high school's cake i mean it was it was probably cake for you too like we're not saying that we're dummies i was pretty much coasting because yeah. i'm like i'm smart enough to fuck off in class get my work done and then you know have a good gpa at the end of the day yeah and i crushed my gpa because in all those ap classes yeah. and i was getting help from all the smart kids so we're not dummies uh, I think, you know, we could have pushed ourselves a little bit more, but we didn't have that, um, that like green light to to screw off super hard and know like, oh, I'm I'm so intelligent. Like, it was kind of a fear to me to start drinking or doing drugs like at that young of an age because I'm like, I know I'm not as capable of like flipping the switch and being. I don't know. I just, really? I, yeah. I was just too. I was scared of everything. I felt age, like so. I felt like those kids had, um, they had this extra advantage, like whether it was actual intelligence, knowing that they're, you know, they're smart enough to or, pull themselves back. Yeah, or it's making them smarter, or you know, they're they're so with it that they got all their stuff done, and then they can, you know, then they can go do all these right. drugs or drink or whatever I don't know it was, it was a very like a very weird um, dichotomy because I felt like I couldn't do that I couldn't get away with that but they could so and it, I felt like it made them cooler right they're like oh I'm smart and I'm one of the cool kids because I party on the weekends I'm like I want to be that and then, <laughs> yeah. you know they probably played sports too I was like dude you got everything like yeah. that's when you start like, oh, I'm shorter than that guy. I'm, I'm not as good at sports as that guy. And I think high school really started to kick that. Like, but then you find you're like, oh, I'm good at video games. I'm good at computers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean on that. Mine was music. And and then you become, you know, you go. I went to my tenure, and everybody's like, oh, are you still singing? I'm like, no, it wasn't more than just that, right? Like, I thought so. But maybe, you know, maybe that's what that's like the showing thing through. Day. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess. You know, that's, there's worse things to be remembered for, <laughs> right? Yeah, I uh, I was quite overweight in high school, so no way. Yeah, that was. I've pretty much been the same size. I mean, I was probably skinnier. I feel like everyone, just looking at old pictures, it's like, dang, everyone was so skinny. No sports. I stopped playing soccer in like seventh grade or something, and yeah, and it was ate like an idiot. Idiot didn't uh, get much exercise. So. Well, it wasn't a. It seems so commonplace now that everyone goes to the gym, everyone meal preps, everyone, everyone is at least conscious of how shitty food is now. You know, uh, I think a lot of the, you know the media has a lot to do with that. And then social media has a lot to do with that. People showing themselves off and saying, here's my regimen, you know, there's 50 billion workout 
yeah. influencer accounts. Like, yeah. nobody needs to see this girl do squats every day. Nobody people needs do. to. <laughs> people yeah, do watch that. but eight eight million subscribers say otherwise, right? Yeah. Or dudes that are in the squat rack. I'm like, what? What guy? What weightlifter dude is watching a screen going? Cool. Now I'm gonna apply that. I'm gonna take that as motivation for me. I guess a lot of people. I think that is the thing. Yeah. I feel that way a little bit. It doesn't translate to me at all. Like, if I see somebody in a squat rack busting their hump, I'm like, I guess good for you, but, like, I don't know. I'm so jaded. I'm just like, dude, we should just shut that down and not have social media anymore because... Is it a social media thing or is it, like, a also a, like, weird obsession with fitness? I think one begets the other. I think the focus yeah. on people's appearance... Uh, and their um, their choice of how they want to present themselves because it's your own it's like that's my account I can take a picture at any angle I want to yeah. well everybody starts looking a lot better with filters and photoshop and all this stuff so you're like oh I better I better do the same thing I better get on my game and start my I better take a two hour class to figure it out <laughs> or take or go work out for two hours you know and film it make sure people know I was there filming it's insane I, I'm, uh, I'm just, I think, against that whole sentiment. I don't... I guess the content needs to be out there, but there's so much of it. Like, yeah, I don't, it's good to have, like, I don't disagree with, Yeah, I don't course. disagree with you fulfilling your, you know, your desires as a fitness coach. I'm not shitting on your dream by saying you can't do that. Because if you're good enough, then fine. But like, I don't even see every every girl in high school is now a, a fitness model because like they get bought a pair of Lululemon leggings. <laughs> we don't. That's. I think that's a big downfall of today's youth and society in general. There's old people doing it too. So, in a lot of the time, you like. I even feel like if I if I catch somebody on their phone, if they're under thirty. I'm like. That's just learned. That's nobody's told them no because they've just been in, in the car with a phone their whole life. But if you're 55 and I catch you dragging ass in traffic and you're on your phone, I'm like, you weren't built for this. <laughs> That's you can't. Doesn't you're not ready for that. You? you know. Dang. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just, I feel. I, yeah. I, mean, I get super road ragey anyway, but like. Like, I do sometimes, but not. I'm not ragey, but you I get, get annoyed a little bit. Like, you get social security, and we don't. So yeah. get off your fucking phone. <laughs> that's that's what justifies it. Yeah, let's balance it out a little bit. Okay? <laughs> we get phones, no social security. That's how it has to be. Sorry. <laughs> we get the ability to use technology, glance at our phone at a red light, and put it down. You sit there and. Yeah, they have to like, get on their glass, like put on their glasses, and then they pull out the stylus. Yeah, and this is all like turn on the, the dome light. It's <laughs> yeah. noon. They still can't see. Yeah. <laughs> Watching my parents on their phones is pretty funny sometimes because they do the glasses, the stylus, the tilting, or the pulling it back. I guess. Uh, last night, Tori told me she's like, "Your mom got an iPhone." I was like. How do you know that? So, well, her texts were blue to me. So I was like, oh, oh you must right. have gotten an iPhone. And then she, 
asked her how she liked it, my mom said she loves it. I'm like, what? This means bad news for you. Yeah. Well, she. It, it could be it could be false alarm because she is the like least useful person to give a cell phone like her number out because she it's always dead. She always leaves it at home. She just like I said. I mean, she was born in 1960. She's she's gonna be 60 this year. Yeah. And she, that wasn't a part of her normal life. So now she has this like, so the, at first, like the first, you know, however many years of, the last 20 years of cell phone usage, she was like, these are dumb and clunky and they suck. Well, now she switches over to an iPhone that's all intuitive and sleek and fancy. She's either going to just glue herself or she's going to be too far removed for that to like catch on as part of her habit. I believe in the seductive power of the iPhone, so I think she'll be turned. <laughs> I, and, uh, I can't do it. My parents were turned, not to iPhone, but Android, and it's just like, now they love it so much more. Really? And they're, my parents are 61 and 57, so. Yep. When did you graduate? 13. Okay. They're a bit older before. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have siblings? I have one adopted brother. Yeah. How's that? It's cool. It's you still like him? Do you tell him he's adopted all the time? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you got over that? I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not angry at you anymore. You didn't I steal, was never angry. You didn't yeah. steal my parents. I, if any, it was a, you know, I think it's it was okay. a pretty typical relationship. Lots of, lots of beating on him. Lots of... What was the age difference? Four years. Older? I'm older, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always wanted a little brother. My mom was, uh, she was a lesbian. Still is, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, so she had me and it was kind of like, you know, she that was realized, about it. That's yeah. all she could handle. Uh, I don't know if that was Seriously. the case. My dad was kind of a piece of shit. And uh, we've just recently like rekindled our relationship. So that's, it's been nice. It's been weird, but it's at least like, I don't, I never felt like empty, you know, I wasn't like, there's a big hole where my dad should be, <laughs> but um, I guess maybe in some sense I did, because I was, I felt always behind the eight ball, like, going to the bathroom, peeing, standing up, your dad teaches that to you when you're, you know, Four. He's like, you can, you can now. You're like, your business <laughs> is above the toilet. The toilet. Yeah. You can stand up. Well, I don't think I learned to stand up and pee for like a few extra years. So, and even like, you know, uh, single mom, only child. So we were together all the time, super close. When you're a little little kid and your mom's the only one in the house, sometimes she's like, leaves the door open to watch you while she's in the bathroom. So me seeing her use toilet paper, like reach for the toilet paper, was, uh, was you know, just, oh, that's what you do that every time. So I would use toilet paper every time oh, I went to the bathroom. <laughs> and then funny. And my mom walks in on me doing that, like, yeah, I'm probably like seven? I'm old, like. <laughs> She's like, what are, like, what are you doing? 
And then it was at that moment it clicked, and I was like, oh, I don't. I'm male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not like that. I think it, I think that was, you know, that was prevalent. But it was like, well, you understand oh, that. Different. Yeah, yeah. You understand more of what it means to be male in a very banal way, but it's well, like, yeah, things are different. So. Yes, and hearing kids' conversations in junior high and high school about their dads, or when it, when we got older. Uh, even like how to deal with girls, like your first interaction with a girl, you'd go to your dad and he would say, he would, you know, whatever he would, doesn't matter. But he, he would give you his fatherly quote unquote advice and you wouldn't, I don't know, you wouldn't necessarily go to your mom for that. Like, hey mom, we were, we were at this party and we were playing seven minutes in heaven and I was kind of embarrassed, like, I never kissed a girl before. What do you, you know, give me some pointers. She's going to be like, I don't know. My mom literally handed me a book on how to, like, things men should know. Because she didn't. Yeah. So, and I'm like 10, You're not gonna 13. Read that. Yeah. I'm not reading. A, I don't like to read. That wasn't like my. I didn't gravitate towards that. She was gone for 12 hours a day. I was a TV kid. You know, I was, it was Rugrats at recess in the morning and Saved by the Bell at night, dude. Yeah. So it was like. I had my, that was my life schedule was like based on the TV guide. So I wasn't a reader and she hands me this book at a very, you know, precipice time where, you know, things are at a tipping point and I'm, you're either going to be like a little shitty kid who's like lifting girl skirts up and like trying to be fresh or you're going to be this weird like shut in, like trying to catch up so that I always felt that like, was me as well yeah. yeah I always felt behind the eight ball and then you'd hear uh, you'd hear stories like your friends tell stories about hooking up with girls and you're like whoa dude I'm not even like I don't I wouldn't even know how to get that conversation started like I don't even think girls like me at this point I'm you know I'm either like I don't like how I look you're like you knew you were in an awkward Eight, ninth grade. That was so, you know, like braces. Exactly. Yeah. My, you know, it's bleach, bleach, bleaching your tips and just like. I never did that. Oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and I the, and my mom cut my hair. All like, literally until I was a senior in high school. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we saved a lot of money, but yeah. I was sort of at the and she did a great job, but it was always for what it was. Yeah, for what it was and. When I decided I wanted to bleach my hair, like Justin Timberlake, she was like, oh, cool, I'll do it. So, she, like the first time, I remember the first time she did it, I was 10, and I was we were living in New Jersey. She'd gotten a job at NYU at the hospital. So we moved for a, literally a year and a half to the East Coast. She bleaches my hair, and it, I looked like a cheetah. It was like just super spotty and she's like it looks good That's you know sick. yeah it's sick. <laughs> I look like Dennis Rodman more than yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, seriously yeah so um, it got better after that we started doing more and more and then my aunt got in the game you know I'd go up to Spokane for uh, holidays and my aunt or like the summer was, you know she'd be like oh I'll do it too just my, my grandma was a uh, beautician so her daughters my aunt and my mom we're like all about like oh well we just we watched our mom do this for years and years and years at home so we know how to do that and 
to my mom's credit, she cut my hair great, but the the dyeing was not the best. So you feel like behind all of this, it's you've realized how actually relevant it's been to your life that you're mostly raised by women. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't, I mean, I, I really notice it when somebody asks me for male role models. And I have to kind of pull, like, oh, you know, I, I look up to my uncle and my cousins. I'm the, I was the youngest grandkid of, you know, my sure, your mom's yeah, the whole side, yeah. set of kids, right? That's a tough place to be, just knowing my, my brother was that guy. So. I, was the, yeah, I was the super, <laughs> the butt of I was the baby, and then all my cousins were, you know, I think the closest cousin was two years, but they were in Spokane, so my closest cousin that was here, they were like nine and 11 years older than me. So it was almost That's a like, they were my uncles, and I, I remember being in impression at an early age by them, fucking with me, like, they're, oh, yeah. they're screwing me, like, like a little brother, and I'm like, so that's never positive. Why are the adults giving me so much hell? But they were just trying to like kind of include me, you know. Now we're cool that we're all adults, um, but it's you know because we all have our own lives and we're not like in each other's business all the time. So it was. I remember uh, just very, uh, very jarring experiences from my older cousins, Travis and Taylor. And then always wanting to like be like my cousins, uh, Cameron and Kyle. They played hockey. They were like just always seemed like they were cool with their friends. Um, you know, in the short interactions that we would have, like in the vacation visits and whatever. So same thing with Travis and Taylor, basketball, football players. You know, but so those guys were my role models. My my actual uncles were like goofballs that. And I really enjoyed my time with them, but never got, like, I don't know, I guess I just, since I didn't have a dad, I never sought that, uh, you know, I was never, like, picking their brain about things I needed to know, or, you know, I, didn't, I guess I didn't know what questions to ask, right? Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to open up to them randomly on a weekend when I don't, you know, we're not going to see each other all the time, so yeah. I'm just going to dump my... Talking to your uncles about, or aunts about, personal stuff... I couldn't. It doesn't that'd seem be so hard. Yeah, yeah. Unless you were raised by them. Yeah, that's. I and guess you spent all your time with them. But then they're more like a parent figure, right? Um, but they were just like these fun, goofy guys that I would see like a few times a year, and not quite what you needed. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, you know, I always kind of try to fool myself. Like my mom was my mom and my dad. You know, she gave me enough, and she did. But there's always that. You don't even know. You don't even know what you're missing, right? So, like this last year, my dad and I got together, and at this point, I'm 30. Like, I'm over it, dude. I'm. I don't need a dad anymore. I guess. Like, we can be buddies. Um, and he was nervous. Yeah. Like, he lived three hours for me my whole life, and he's nervous to meet. We hadn't, we hadn't seen each other in 15 years. Like face to face. Last time I saw him, I sang at his mom's funeral. And then he's an alcoholic, so he, I assume fell off the wagon. Just, you know, 
and the, the story from his, you know, my stepmom, his wife still, and her daughter, uh, his stepdaughter, is that like he's a great guy when he's not boozing. When he's clean and, and clear, he's happy, friendly, nice, caring. But when he's on the sauce, different person. The sauce, yeah. Well, that, you know, it goes back to our original conversation. Now, if you overdo it on alcohol, and I think you're in a lot worse place than a lot of other things. You know, accepted drug-wise, if you overboard on heroin or cocaine, you just you know you're in for trouble. Black tar, heroin, and you could. Or uh, in the yeah. middle of the sorry. In the middle of the night. Thanks for listening to episode 18 of Inside Kevin C. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you did, I recommend checking out another one of the episodes I have. I have 19 out now. So uh, look through one of those and I, uh, I think you'll find something else you like. Uh, so that's it. Uh, take care and enjoy the rest of your day.